Today we pick up with Paul continuing his defense before Governor Felix at Caesarea. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on in our study of Acts chapter 24. And today we're going to be looking at verses 10 through 21. You'll remember the last time we were in this chapter. Uh, We were looking at verses 1 through 9 where Paul was in the custody of Felix, the governor, um, who was stationed in Caesarea. And Paul was there in his custody because the Jewish religious leaders were plotting to kill Paul while they were still questioning him under the um, uh, watchful care of the Roman tribune. That plot was discovered by Paul's nephew who went to the tribune who quickly acted to remove Paul from the situation to prevent the plot against his life. And that is why Paul is now in Caesarea uh, in the custody of the governor. Today we pick up with his defense as he stands before uh, Felix. Uh, The Jewish religious leaders in verses 1 through 9 had made their accusation and uh, presented their case. And now Paul gets an opportunity to defend himself in verses 10 through 21. But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We pray, O oh God, that you would speak through your word to our hearts today, that we would receive all that you have for us and apply these things to the benefit of our growth in grace. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here's Acts twenty four ten through 21. And when the governor had nodded to him to speak, Paul replied, Knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. You can verify that it is not more than twelve days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem, and they did not find me disrupting with anyone or stirring up a crowd, either in the temple nor in the synagogues nor in the city. Neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. Now, after several years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to present offerings While I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple without any crowd or tumult. But some Jews from Asia, they ought to be here before you and to make an accusation, should they have anything against me. Or else let these men themselves say what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council. Other than this one thing that I cried out while standing among them, it is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you this day. So Paul very clear-headedly begins uh, to make his defense in the presence of Felix. A couple of different times he mentions that he was uh, in the temple worshiping or presenting himself for purification. And in both of those instances, all of the men who make accusation against him could certainly come and say that they did not see Paul stirring up trouble at those times that there was no tumult or chaos or crowd or trouble, uh, as Paul mentions in verse 18. Um, 
what Paul says is what he also said to them earlier. The reality is that um, he was on trial because of his belief in Jesus and his belief in the resurrection from the dead. Now, there were some Jewish religious teachers that did not believe in resurrection, and there were some who did. Um, And Paul was on trial because he was a follower of Jesus Christ. He was a member of uh, the group that they called the Way, and they considered them a sect, um, that they were on the periphery, on the edges, uh, when in fact Paul affirms uh, his full belief in God, (laughs) that he had an orthodox belief in God, uh, that he accepted, um, uh, that he has a living hope in God, and that the same living hope is something that these men themselves accepted. Uh, The difference was Jesus, and the difference was resurrection, and that's why Paul was on trial. Now, the movement of the gospel through that part of the world, the movement of the gospel in the places where uh, these religious leaders had a stronghold on the minds and hearts of people is really what this is about. The gospel was having impact and was converting people who were previously um, members of the Jewish faith, Uh, and they were becoming believers in Jesus Christ. Um, And so that's really what this kerfuffle was all about. It really stemmed from the impact the gospel was having. Now, wherever the gospel has impact, it's going to stir things up. (laughs) If a dying church all of a sudden gets a Holy Spirit-empowered pastor who begins attracting people who want to do ministry and have a Holy Spirit um, mindset, then that's going to change that little church and it will stir up trouble because the way things were will begin eroding in favor of the way things are. And that's the gospel having impact, winning hearts and lives, and the church becoming what it's meant to be, a living organism in the communities in which they're planted so that the gospel goes out People's lives are impacted by that. The ministry of the gospel is is helping the broken and winning the lost and changing the very fabric of a community. And uh, when those things happen, it'll stir things up and it will create trouble and there will be a moment of conflict. And that's what we're seeing here, the moment of conflict between the way things were and the way things are in the kingdom of God inaugurated in the person of Jesus Christ and the gospel that he preached and that he was willing to die for. And so that's what Paul's in trouble for. <laughs> and I can think of no better thing to be in trouble for, and I hope that you uh, feel the same way. Um, we don't know what's happening in our world and in our culture. It does seem that the temperature of the world is moving against the people who believe in the gospel and Christians who profess Jesus. And we might expect that things will heat up for us um, as this movement away from belief in God, belief in Jesus, uh, gains momentum. And so we need to be ready to take our stand. We need to be ready for that moment of conflict when our faith Uh, becomes anathema to the wider culture, and we too may be put on trial uh, for the things that we believe and say and do as members of Christ's kingdom. So we need to be ready. And it's my prayer, my fervent prayer for myself, for my loved ones, for the people that I'm reaching out to, for the people that I'm witnessing to, and I hope this is your prayer too, 
that they will stand firm in the faith and that they will rely on Jesus uh, even when the heat is on. All right, my friends, hey, thanks for taking time out of your day to study with us. And I pray that these things have been a blessing to you and that you'll come back uh, the next time we study together. God bless.